Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. So I got to start this show off and say I barely have a voice. It's a little better today. Yesterday I could barely talk at all. So my voice, I feel like I'm I'm in puberty or something. My voice just kind of goes and then it comes back. So bear with me for this show, okay? And to give you a little little view, little lay of the land, what's going on in my life on week, what is it? Is it week three of mold crisis? <laughs> I think it's week three. It feels more like month three, to be honest. I am recording this in my office at Island Yoga at our yoga studio. It's been so long since I recorded a podcast here. I mean, years So in a way, it feels a little bit nostalgic to sit here in my old office chair at my old desk. You know, we've been taking such a long break from being at the studio and doing retreats and trainings and things like that. I used to record the podcast here in between sessions and classes all the time. And, you know, I have this beautiful, perfect podcast set up in my house and I miss it so much. But the house is now, it's basically like like a crime scene. That's what it feels like. It's like contaminated. You know, we're not allowed to walk inside. It's a trip. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit about this this, I mean, definitely, you know, traumatic, long, crazy crisis that we're in right now. And also try to shed just a little bit of light for people asking. I'm getting so many questions, of course, around around like what actually is mold is it something that you listening you know should you worry about this could it be something that's playing out in your home and kind of what are some steps that you can take in case you feel worried that maybe you've had water damage in your house or you have visible mold somewhere or and this I find is particularly interesting if you have some sort of invisible illness 
right? For so many people who go down this path of finding out they are living or have been living with toxic mold, it comes as a last resort after having worked with different kinds of doctors for a long time where no one can tell you, you know, what's wrong with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a little bit about, about my expertise now. I feel like I could, I could, I mean, I feel like a mold expert now. I know everything. (laughs) I know, I know a lot, but, um, yeah, let's tune into the body. (sighs) Let's tune into the body. Let's just drop right in. So if you want to close your eyes, I'm sensing this like immediate hesitation to actually close my eyes right now. I have been crying all morning. I think part of why my voice is like this, I mean, it's mold illness and it's in my respiratory system and my throat and my sinuses and it gets bad and then it gets better. But I'm also doing a lot of crying, you know, which doesn't really, doesn't really help. I mean, it helps, but it also doesn't help. So I'm sensing now just a little bit of hesitancy to like really drop into my body because I know there are so many emotions right at the surface of my heart. So just check in a little bit with yourself, you know, when we do these practices of just closing the eyes and connecting to ourselves, sometimes there can be a little bit of resistance there, you know, almost like, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. It can be really hard to drop in and be in the present moment. So if you're sensing some hesitancy or resistance, sometimes that shows up as boredom right? Like we're not interested, you know, maybe you listen to this show and you skip the first 10, 15 minutes of every show. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't want to do that practice. Right? So resistance to being here now or to really drop into the body, or maybe we have some fear around what's going to actually be there. Like what we're going to find if we really drop in, it can manifest in different ways, you know, like feeling like, tuning in is just boring or not necessary also. So without judging any of that, right, there's no such thing as bad or good when it comes to how present we are able to be with ourselves in this moment, right? We are where we are for a reason. But tune into that a little bit, maybe get a little bit curious around your relationship with yourself in this here and now. Now, Does your body feel like a safe space for you to drop into Do you feel like your body is supporting you in this moment? Or do you feel supported enough by the world to really be here in your body in this moment? Just check in. And if it's been a while since you were here, you know, maybe there's a lot for you to sit with or a lot for you to process and actually look at. And it can be be a hard thing to actually open up that doorway and to really look with it, especially if we've been dealing with a lot of hardship lately. So what do we do about that? Well, we approach ourselves with kindness. With kindness. That's it. So if there's a little bit of resistance here right now, bring a bit of kindness into that. Just breathe a little bit of love, a little bit of support for yourself. You know, of course, of course, it's hard to really tune in if we're holding a lot of heavy things. Of course, makes total sense. If you're sensing boredom, you know, why do these podcast episodes begin with this kind of practice? Just hold yourself in that. Breathe a little bit of compassion into that place of, oh, whenever I arrive at these places, like I check out a little bit. I've deemed it not interesting. Okay, 
What does that mean? Or what does that tell me about myself in this now? So just breathing here. And if you're sensing in this moment, this big welcoming feeling of, oh, I feel so good dropping into my body. I just want to be here. Then feeling into that and breathing space into that as well. And just to slow things down a little bit, let's take a few slow, slow breaths, breathing in through the nose and out through the nose, and taking this time just to feel into what's actually moving inside of you right now. And as with every time we drop into this practice like this, we're going to have a different answer every time, right? We're going to have a different experience every single time. And the practice is to be with ourselves in that experience, you know, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's overwhelming, to just take a moment to breathe with what is here now without having to fix anything, without having to shift anything around, without having to make excuses or apologize, you know, just... Stay right here. And if you like, you can take your dominant hand, just put it on top of your heart for a moment. And really make that connection hand to chest, hand to heartbeat. And let this moment just be a little opportunity for you to really meet yourself today. Maybe your day's been really busy, right? Going from thing to thing, place to place. Maybe you're spending a lot of time absorbed in your mind or a lot of time absorbed with your phone. You know, this could be the first moment you've really had today to really meet yourself. To go, hey, how am I doing, really? How's my heart today? How's my body today? How's my soul today? What is this human experience like for me today? Hmm. Just breathing with that for a little bit. Now we don't have to do anything with that. That's the beauty of this. We don't have to do anything with this. We're just expanding our ability to hold ourselves the way we are this practice of being versus the practice of doing all the time. And just taking another minute or so to linger here with you, hand to heart, breathing, feeling, staying right here. Now, if it feels good to just linger the way you are, you know, eyes can stay closed. Keep your hand to your heart. You can listen to this whole show like this if you want, you know, just totally breathing in this moment. Mm 
you like, you can flutter the ice open and take a moment to orient yourself back in the room. Maybe a little stretch if that feels good. <sighs> hey guys. <laughs> Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. It's funny, this hesitance I feel to, to drop into my body, like I'm really sensing that a lot. There is this almost constant state of overwhelm inside of me right now. It manifests in a lot of different ways. More often than not, I am crying. <laughs> and this is for me, you know, like I, I cry a lot. I cry normally in my normal, stable life at home. I probably cry every day at some little point, you know. But I prefer for that to happen in the privacy of my own home, right? Like a space where I feel safe. It's usually through a practice, through dance, through yoga, through tea, like through something. Um, but these days, I am crying with strangers, you guys. I'm crying with strangers. <laughs> I've cried at the grocery store, at the gas station, checking in at a hotel, <laughs> like crying with my daughter, crying with my husband, crying on my own. Like I've, I've just, I'm so close to this overwhelm every moment of the day that I've reached this place where just, I can't really keep it together anymore. Like that's the feeling I have. And for me, someone who basically have, I mean, I basically have a master's degree in keeping, keeping it together. I've been doing it my whole life. I am a master of soldiering on and pushing through and making it through, you know, keeping it together. Like I can do that. And right now I can't, it's, it's, it's even like I've lost interest in pretending I have it together somehow. It's like I'm unraveling in a way. <laughs> and I had a session with my therapist today. Thank God that, you know, to have someone to talk to in a dedicated space just for me every week. I mean, lifesaver. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally unraveling. I'm falling apart. 
And she said, good. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> like, good. You know, that's a good thing. So a little bit of, yeah, I guess background info information for where we are right now just throughout this week. So about a week ago, yeah, after last week's podcast, we moved into a new Airbnb. We've been Airbnb hopping trying to, while trying to figure out this toxic mold situation. And I'm realizing now I am actually, I'm a lot sicker than I thought I was. And it's manifesting in so many different ways right now. And I, I don't know if I'm already detoxing and that's why things are really, really bad. I'm hoping and that it's not like I'm in a flare up of something chronic that's going to last for years or something like that, which can totally be the case with mold. Oftentimes it takes years to get it out of your system, you know. But I am so sick. I mean, you can hear my voice, right? Trigger warning, I'm going to say something super gross. So skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear something gross. Every morning I wake up choking on my own phlegm. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I wake up choking like I'm in a and I have to just cough and cough and cough. And the amount of like dark, disgusting, like deep yellow, like almost brown phlegm coming out of me right now is terrifying. I mean, I mean, it's good that it's coming out, you know, and I've been reading a lot online that when you drastically minimize your mold exposure, if you've been exposed for years, you, you know, you can get all of these massive reactions to the body detoxifying, right? So since we moved out and we cleaned everything we own. So there's probably some level of mold that we're still living with through like, like I haven't had the heart to throw away Leia's one stuffed animal that she cares about, bear. We've washed him, I don't know how many times, with borax and with vinegar and with, you know, all the things. But stuffed animals is one of those things that's pretty certain, like you can't really, you can't really clean. I mean, you can't really. But since we've been Airbnb hopping and we're not in a permanent or long-term solution yet. I've kind of accepted like we are living with some level of mold, but you know, we've minimized it by at least 90% more probably. So when you have that kind of a drastic like reduction of exposure, it's common that you just start to detoxify really heavily. And I hope that's what's happening. I hope it's my body gathering all these mycotoxins and mold spores in my body and getting them out of my system through phlegm. Like I hope so but it's a terrifying thing to wake up choking. <laughs> it's like my body is suffocating me or something, you know? And I'm coughing, coughing not as bad as it was, but I'm still coughing. I have a hard time breathing. My ears are blocked and I have crazy sinus stuff just all the time, headaches. And then I'm, I'm tired. I'm not even tired, I'm fatigued. <laughs> like that's like the next level, tired, I'm tired. I wake up tired, go to bed tired, tired all the way in between. Those are sort of the, the gist of my symptoms, basically. Leia has really bad eczema and it got worse when we left the house, which again, people have told me can be a sign of detoxification. The body detoxifies through skin, right? It's like one doctor said, it's good that she has a reaction through her skin. It means her body is working for her, like getting the toxins out. And, you know, with that, of course, you're not supposed to use any kind of like cortisone creams or steroids or like nothing like that. Like that's not going to work in any way. It'd probably make things worse. So you just have to kind of wait it out. I'm using a really gentle like calendula cream on it, but it's hard, you know, to just kind of 
trust your instinct when your kid is suffering and like all I want to do is like <laughs> get everything at the pharmacy and cover her with it. But right now I know that's not it. I don't want to lock this stuff in. We want it out. So we're just keeping her hydrated and hoping this will pass soon. Dennis is the only one without symptoms, right? He goes to the house, he sneezes. Uh, like he, he can get a sneezing attack that can last. Like the man can sneeze 50 times in a row. Like he can sneeze till his nose is going to fall off. But that's it. And then he'll leave the house and it just stops, right? He doesn't seem to be having any big or, you know, major reactions. So I'm going to knock on some wood, <laughs> hoping things stay that way. So yeah, we, you know, we had this big, really expensive, big inspection booked three weeks from now coming from the US. And we were kind of on hold, like a little bit in limbo, waiting for this big inspection so that we can get a plan and try to figure out what to do and can we afford it and what's going to happen. And then every day, just in this place of limbo, you know, trying to figure out our lives, not being able to make any decisions, like being totally homeless, not knowing if we can keep anything in the house. You know, it's been so, so, so hard. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. The hardest part for me has been... Being this sick, going through all of this, not having a place to, to rest, you know, not having a place to ground or to, to even begin to try to heal, you know. But worst of all is that that no one really believed me, you know. And I'm hearing this from a lot of people, like I'm speaking to a lot of people who've gone through the same thing. There are so many families out there who went through this, crazy. I'm like in shock that more people don't talk about that. I feel like it's getting more common now people are kind of accepting that mold toxicity is very real it's a huge issue especially in the U.S. I mean I know there's been so many lawsuits and big things toward contractors and builders and like apartment building owners and things like that so I think there's more systems in place in the U.S. there's a lot of remediation companies and doctors and things like that in Europe people don't know what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> Honestly, like my dad literally called me asking if I was crazy, you know, like, are you sure you're not overreacting? Like, this doesn't sound, I spoke to my brother, he was like totally downplaying it. Like, you know what? Like, because he, he manages these, these, these properties and, and, and renters and renters and stuff. We found mold in one of those places and not even a thing, you know, you just, just clean it up. Like, it's not a, you know. Everyone kind of talks to me with this casual, like mold is not a big deal thing. It doesn't, you probably don't even have it because you can't see it anywhere. Like that's the thing people have been telling me. You did this one test, what test was that? And then a lot of people have been sending me links to, to like discredit that test. Like that test doesn't work. That test isn't real. You can't do it yourself. Blah, blah, blah. You need to have all of these things. And I'm like, here I am 
three years into like trying to figure out if we have mold. We had so many inspections done, they couldn't find anything, but I keep pushing, right? If I, if I didn't intuitively feel something isn't right with this house, I would have stopped pushing. When the first inspector at our house said, you don't have mold, you have dust, I would have gone, okay, thanks, bye. And then moved on with my day, but I didn't, right? I had another inspector come and then another one come. <laughs> Three people told me there's nothing wrong with your house. And still, I fucking know something isn't right. So at the end of it all, it's like you have to trust your gut if you have that big feeling like something is not right. And then I do this test and it comes out like massively high. Okay, but then I get no validation, right? None. It became more like, well, does that test really work kind of thing? And I've had to explain my symptoms and I've had to, I've had to really, honestly, it's like no one has seen me in this. That's been the hardest fucking thing. And, you know, I love my husband to death, but this is the, probably the hardest, most challenging thing we've been through as a couple, I'm going to say, ever. And a big part of that is I don't feel seen by him. And he's really trying, like he's really, really trying. And I, I get that it's hard for him to wrap his head around this at all. Like how can something that you can't see, that you have no, what he feels like viable proof exists in the house. Like he also didn't really believe that this test was real he was asking me if I did the test wrong like is there some way you could have messed that up like should we do another one like he wants a second opinion third opinion and I'm like here I am and I know like I know it in my bones I fucking know we have mold in this house and it's bad like I know it I fucking know it and then through all of this it's like we just have to wait right this inspection they're three weeks away and we've been waiting two weeks already it's like a month and over a month of just waiting in limbo fighting about how bad is it and is it real you know and I just feel so unseen unheard gaslighted like like I really have no one to talk to I have one friend of mine Michaela she's one of my best friends she lives in Sweden she went through this a few years ago where she lived in a really moldy house and got super ill. I mean, like crazy, scary ill. And she talks about it like in passing, kind of. And I get that now because you can't talk to people who haven't had a mold experience about mold. You can't. Like no one's going to understand. No one's going to. It's like you can't understand it if you haven't gone through it. So even the friends I have who are trying to be really supportive, I can tell a few minutes into me talking about the situation, their eyes kind of glaze over and then the conversation shifts to something else. And it's almost like, like I'm in a trauma here, you know, like I need, I need a hug. Like I need, I need, I need more. That's what I'm feeling. Like I need more from the people in my life, but they haven't been able to step up and give me what I need because they don't understand. And it's not their fault. It's not from lack of love or lack of them trying. It's just, very hard to understand. Like it, it, I get that. But that's been my feeling for the past weeks. It's just like I'm totally alone, you know, and I'm trying to move this family forward and solve all these problems and fix our lives. And I'm sick, you know, it's like, and I feel like I'm doing it all alone. I can't, you know, so I hit this point of like, I can't, I can't be the one to, I can't do it, you know, and I just started crying. And I really haven't stopped crying. <laughs> which is why anyone anytime anyone asks me like even like this girl at the check-in desk I took Leia to a hotel for a few days she's like how can I how are you how are you welcome how can I help you how are you and I was like what <laughs> just want to cry like I can't can't have someone ask me how I'm doing without crying 
So we went from this first Airbnb we were in to a second one and immediately, and I'm telling you, I got opened the door to this house and I got sick right away. I got sick. And it was like, the f it was, it was, you know, if my symptoms were at a 30%, they went to 130 overnight. And I know it's, there's something not right in this house. There's mold in this house. And I look at Dennis and he's like, you know, of course, like I get it. How crazy must your wife be? Like you're doing the best you can moving out of your home and here's another Airbnb and now that's not good enough either. Like from the outside, I, I get how easy it is to just say like, I'm nuts. I'm a pain in the ass, forcing our family to be uprooted, doing all this stuff, you know. So then I brought a cleaner over to the Airbnb, this woman, I mean, she's like family, she helps us at the house. And she spent 30 minutes in this Airbnb and she got super sick and her eyes are watering, totally red. Her nose is running. She's coughing like crazy. And she's like, Rachel, I haven't felt like this since I was at your house last. <laughs> and then Dennis goes, oh, okay, maybe there is mold here. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> like I'm standing here wearing a sign on my forehead that's saying like, the, there's mold here. Like, why, why isn't it enough that I am sick, right? That I'm telling you that this is it. It's like, it's so, it's been really, really, really frustrating, right? So I couldn't stay at that house. So I took Leia to a hotel and we spent three nights there alone. And here's the craziest thing that happened like this week, this, this, I don't know if it's like the grace of God, universe, like synchronicity, just magic. Okay. So we're waiting for this inspector to come from the U.S., costing thousands and thousands of dollars. Like it's scary how expensive a proper inspection is, right? And there's no one here that can do it. So we have to wait for these guys and they have to come from the States. The investment to get a proper inspection done, like a medical grade mold inspection is, is worth it if you're sick, right? If you're sick and you want to live at home in your house, like it's, it's, it's the only, it's, if you, if you can rally up that money somehow, like, it makes sense, right? But we've been waiting in this limbo. And then I'm at this hotel with Leia and Leia's nanny, like her old babysitter called me. She says, Rachel, Rachel, I found a mold inspector on the island. Like, you're not going to believe this. So she was in a car going kite surfing with her friends. And there was like friends of friends there in the car. And there's this older guy there picking up the phone in the car while they're driving to the beach. And he starts talking about mold. And he's talking about remediation and mold and mycotoxins. And she, and she said her ears just like became so big. And the guy hangs up and she's like, excuse me, like, were you talking about mold on the phone? And he was like, yeah, I'm a mold remediator. I've been doing it for 30 years. Like that's my whole life. And she goes, what? Okay. I have friends here on the island. They're in the middle of a mold crisis. They don't have a place to live. And, you know, can I please give my friend your number? And the guy was like, of course. Yeah, no, I'll go see her house. So I text him. This was four o'clock. I'm like, hi, my name is Rachel. I heard that you, <laughs> like how bizarre is this? I heard that you are a mold remediator. Would love to, to find out, you know, if, if, you, if you could come, <laughs> come and take a look at our house. 30 minutes later, this man shows up. 30 minutes later, like all of this happened within 30 minutes. And I'm at the house. I haven't been like inside the house since all this happened. We're not supposed to enter the house without like complete protective wear. You're supposed to wear head to toe, like hazmat suit, N95 masks or better masks with like cartridges, gloves, booties, like everything. And I'm there in my sundress, my flip flops, <laughs> 
you know, didn't even have a mask. Like I had nothing. And I'm like this urge that I have inside in my bones to have it proven that I'm not crazy, right? That there is actual mold, not just from this test and not just from my intuition and not just, not just from what I know, but like from what people can see, right? We go in the house. It takes this man. I mean, this man, his name is Gary Gilman. Anyone in the US, like I'm going to shout him out because he's like an angel from heavens. He has a company called Steam Masters. You can look them up at steammasters.com. He's in Vail, Colorado, but they do remediation and restoration like all across the US. He's this hippie from Colorado with long hair who surfs and like this just super cool guy. He takes five minutes in our house, like with a flashlight and a hammer and cracks open the first baseboard he finds in our, in our, in our bedroom where Dennis and I sleep. And it is littered with mold. It's littered. It's like, it's brown and black. It's like the whole wood. And this is like the baseboard. We have them in every room of the house, a baseboard, these like wooden planks, right? That, that are on the bottom of the wall of each wall. And they're wood. The rest of the house is concrete, but this is like a wooden aspect of our house. Mold loves wood. Mold loves organic material. Mold can still grow on concrete, but it will grow on the wall, right? It won't grow into concrete because it's not porous or it's rare for it to grow into, into concrete, right? But we have this wood all around our house. The first one he cracks open, it's full. We have, I mean, how many? One, two, three. We have like 10, 12 of those baseboards in our bedroom, right? They're all fucking full of mold. And then we look at our blackout blinds and I'm like, once we had like a mold stain here on these blinds, but we cleaned it. So it's clean, but I still don't know, like, how did that grow there? Is it from the AC? Like I've been thinking like, could it be that the AC is the root of our mold? Because it's a strange thing, right? To live in a really warm climate and have a cooling system indoors. It creates condensation, like this drastic difference between temperature, hot and cold creates condensation and condensation is wet, moisture, wherever there's condensation, there will be mold. And then this guy's like, huh, interesting. Like, have you ever taken these blinds out to see what's on the other side? Like, and I'm like, no, that has never occurred to me. <laughs> I mean, we just bailed on the house, right? As soon as we got these test results. So he takes the blinds out and turns them around and there's mold covering these blinds. I mean, this is like two feet from my face where I sleep every single night and it's visible black, brown, green mold just covering the fucking blinds. So it's in the baseboards, it's there. He found it in the bathroom. He found it in the AC unit connection. Like there's been leaking into the wall there. I mean, and he says also it's like, and this was just him, like he spent two minutes, right? It wasn't like the proper inspection where you open up and you t you look under the, under the floor and in the ceiling, all this stuff. Like this was just him, this guy with a flashlight, right? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, I trying not to burst into tears, right? In front of this stranger that I've never met before with a relief of like, I'm not crazy. Like I knew it. And then with every with every mold expert we've spoken to, they all keep asking us about attic space and crawl spaces and basements. And we don't have that. Like we don't have a crawl space. We don't have a basement. We're hundred percent sure we don't have an attic. We have a flat roof. It's like this weird thing. And then this guy, like 10 minutes later, he's like, oh, so here's your attic. And I'm like, we, I, I thought we didn't have an attic. He's like, yeah, you have an attic. Should we go up there? <laughs> we get the ladder, the man like 
goes up into our attic and it's covered with mold, right? It's like covered with white aspergillus is what it's called, which is the thing that came out like max high on our test. It's all over the attic. And this attic has like a, a hole. There's like a hole in a, behind a cabinet in Leia's room where this attic air just goes straight into her room. So she's like, breathe, the whole house is breathing this attic air and we have mold in all of these areas, right? And, you know, he did this whole house inspection. I said, thank you. Like, I'm like, if it wasn't a global pandemic, like I would hug you right now. He left. He was like, I'll help you with this. Don't worry. Like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Like, I'm going to teach you guys how you can clean this. You don't need to pay the crazy money over with those guys to do this in that way. You should cancel this other inspection. The other inspection is going to find like, you know, I can find like 90% of everything. They, they would find a hundred of it and they would tell you exactly what from all the lab tests, like, but like, I'm going to help you. And then he left and I just sat in the car and I cried. I mean, one of those, oh, I could cry thinking about that cry. You know, one of those cathartic, like there's snot coming out of everywhere, like hyperventilating kind of wailing cry. You guys know what I mean. It's like those once a year kind of like life falling apart slash relief slash grief. I mean, I cried so hard. I had to change out of my dress because my dress was wet. I cried and cried and cried and cried. And honestly, the majority of that cry, it wasn't just like grief and sadness that this is going on in her house, but it was a relief. Honestly, it was relief because the hardest part about this is not just like, oh, we have toxic mold and we have to fix it in this house that we love, right? But no one believes me. <laughs> like that part, I'm sick and no one believes me or they kind of believe me, but they don't get it. Like that feeling. And, you know, the moment Dennis saw the actual visible mold, it was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get it. Like I get it now. I don't know if it's a man thing, if it's a dentist thing or what, but like he needed to see it with his own eyes to fully digest and understand like, okay, it is real. We have mold. We have to fix this. Okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's where we are now. And what feels kind of beautiful about that is that we have a road forward. Like we will be able to fix this, like we will be able to, to manage this. We know what needs to be done in every room. We know we need to redo the roof. Like there's a lot of huge things that we need to do in this house, but there's a way there, right? We're not floating in the sea of having no clue of what to do with our lives. It's like, okay. So the plan is now is, you know, also to try to save as much money as we can so that we can really make it all the way through is for Dennis to to project manage the house and you know take it complete take complete charge and fix everything that needs fixing. So an example of that is like that baseboard in our bedroom, like that's one of many, right? You have to take the organic material out, like if you have mold, 
so here's a here's like a step-by-step thing okay because I'm an expert now you can do this with a company which of course is like the easy I mean if you live in the states you live in a country where there are great companies that can do this for you and you have the money for that then fuck yes do that I mean a hundred percent there are shitty mold remediators out there. Like I know that there's a lot of franchise companies. So many people told me they had mold remediation done and then they had to do it again and then they had to do it again because the company they got wasn't good enough. So I would rather, if you have the funds, pay more for a proper, like really good inspection and good remediation if you have a mold problem in your house. If you don't have the funds for that, here's what I learned from Gary, okay? Gary, this life-saving man on a kiteboard. So wherever you have mold, you got to take the organic material out. And the industry standard is you have to take everything out two feet above and around the the last visible mold area, right? And there's certain uh, mold that you can't see. Like for instance, this mold that we have in our attic, it's white and it's growing on wood and plywood so we can see it in there. But if it was on a white wall, you wouldn't be able to see it, right? So there are certain products you can buy that you spray on a wall and it starts to foam up. So you can see like where exactly is the mold, how far has it gone if the mold isn't like visible and green and black and brown and stuff like that. So you take all the organic material that you can, you have to take out and discard of, right? Throw away as far as possible. You have to scrape everything off, like all the paint, all the building material, like maybe make sure you really get rid of all, all, all of the mold. And then you have to sanitize it and clean it. And there's, you know, like medical grade equipment that you can use. We've been using, we bought something called Benefect, which I'm going to do a blog about this where I link some stuff, but it's the one I found online that's the least toxic because I don't relish the idea of like blasting the entire house with toxins either, right? Like there's more natural and less natural ways to go about it, but we're going to be using this thing called Benefect and you got to clean it really well. I mean, like go in there with everything you have. You don't want anything left behind, right? There's also a step where like, if it's dry, you can use a HEPA vacuum, you know, all, there's a lot of like stages to this, but according to Gary, it's like you take the material out, you sanitize it super well. And then there are these antifungal sealers you can use to make sure or to like prohibit that mold will regrow in the area. And then when that's dried, clean and totally dried, then you can rebuild a wall or repaint or like fix the the cosmetic part of the house, right? And this you have to do in every area where you have ever had mold, right? And the easy, I mean, the good thing about this is that once you're aware that mold is a massive issue, it causes crazy medical issues. Oh my goodness. Like as soon as you find a water leak anywhere in your home, it takes 24 to 48 hours for mold to grow just so you guys know, I don't want to like freak you out. But if you have a water leak, you find out, oh, I have a a pipe that's leaking just a tiny bit or a window that takes in rain or a little leak in the roof or whatever, you fix it like immediately today. You don't wait and go, okay, I'll take care of this whenever. Fix it now. And there are like basic ways you can take care of this or at least minimize the damage even on your own if you can't afford to hire one of those bigger companies to help. But it's a really important thing. And I wish I knew back then because we had so many little leaks and like rain would come in through a window because it wasn't probably uh, properly insulated like stuff like that but then the next day you know the rain is gone everything's dry and we would forget about it like I didn't know that that's an issue even living in a concrete you know uh, or a block house like not a wooden house you know and then after that so you have to clean out 
everything in your home where there's been mold, which is why this project is going to be a really, really, really big one. An example of what what Gary <laughs> found at our house. I was so confused about the blackout blinds that we have. Like, why are they covered in mold? I don't understand. As far as I know, we don't have leaks here. I, when it rains, I've never seen like water coming from from there. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. And then we went up to my little rooftop patio. If you follow me on Instagram, for sure you've seen this rooftop patio. It's where I do all my tea ceremonies. It's where I do my practices. It's this little outside space. And when I sit there, I often, often think there's this little section of wall there that doesn't, that has exposed cinder block. And, and I often think like, oh, I really want to paint that. Like I'm so annoyed, like the Libra in me is like annoyed that I'm in this meditation space and it's not perfect because there's this exposed block up there. And I thought this is something cosmetic, purely, you know, aesthetic. I guess cosmetic is the wrong word as for the aesthetic. And I've, I've even told Dennis, like, I really want to paint this. It doesn't look good there, you know, but it's like minor and it's like kind of off to the side. So I don't think about it all the time. Well, we were out there and Gary's like, hey, this is not finished. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, whoever built this, they didn't even seal the blocks. There's not even like the cement and the grout in between. It's just blocks stacked here. And they need to be completely sealed and painted. So every time it rains, he said, the water goes from here through these blocks down into those blinds. And that's where the water, water collects in the metal part of the blind that holds the blind together. And that's where the mold is growing. Like this is the root cause of the issue you have down there in your master bedroom. And I'm just like, oh, it's a trip, you guys. It's such a trip. It's such a trip, the whole thing. And the hardest part, I feel now, or the thing I'm trying to wrap my head around is I have spent all these years healing, right? Like everything I do in life really comes down to, to healing, like me trying to heal, me wanting to heal, heal trauma, heal childhood, heal wounds, heal my body, heal my health, all of this. And I've been doing that in a toxic house. Like, <laughs> what is that? say about my life how crazy is that I'm thinking about every th therapy session every yoga practice every moment in meditation every dynamic meditation every tea ceremony every gathering like everything I've done for healing in that house and the house has been poisoning me I mean the the symbology of that it's like it's too big for me to even begin to process right? <laughs> what I, this place I thought was my safe space has been making me sick. And it's a, this is a really, 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 really big thing. I mean, that, that says so much about my entire life. And it's just in a way, you know, thank God, of course, thank God that now I know. Thank God I trusted my gut and I pushed to get these answers when no one believed me and everybody called me crazy. You know, it's almost like, The healing that can happen now, wow, it's really hard to, <laughs> it's hard to wrap my head around. I mean, it really, really, really is. And even just this idea of, 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 of living in a toxic structure, or even, I'm thinking about that today, this morning, I was like crying about that, but like, how, how did I live in a house for eight years that had an attic I didn't know existed? What? You know? And like, let's talk about presence, like actual presence. Like 
parts of my life where I have been totally checked out. Like it never occurred to me to have an inspection done of the house or even for me to do that work on my own, like to really get to know the nooks and crannies you know, of the roof and of the walls and all this stuff. It's almost like I deemed all of that, like that's not my job, you know. I haven't been present with the house in that sense somehow. Like it's like I've been beautifying and creating harmony and gardening and all of this stuff, right? Raising a child, like I labored in this house, all of this. But there was this huge area where I just didn't see, right? that I didn't know, like how was there an attic this whole time and I didn't know, like that says a lot about where I have and where I haven't been present and where I haven't been present, shit has been toxic, the parts of my life, the parts of my life where I haven't set boundaries, I mean this says so much about my family dynamic and relationships and my relationship with money, it's like everything is sort of unearthed right now. Like there's been dynamics in my life that have been so completely toxic and most of it is because I haven't been present there, right? Areas of my life where I've been checked out, relationships that have been too heavy, where I've just allowed anything to continue, not being able to set boundaries, not being able to put my foot down, claim my space, you know, it's, it's, I mean, this is so heavy because I have faith that we're going to fix the house, that we will be able to save the house, but we also don't have a place to live, right? Maybe for six months, I don't know. And it's raising all these questions like, is this where I want to live? <laughs> we were talking about that, like, okay, if, we, if we're supposed to find a long-term rental now for a year or, yeah, look, maybe we can find a dream property somewhere, you know, and this feeling in my gut that's like, I don't know if that's Aruba, so many of you guys were telling me on social media, like, hey, haven't you had a lot of signs in the past year that maybe Aruba isn't where you're supposed to be? Isn't the universe kind of nudging you? Like, and I'm really sitting with that. Like if I, if I got to start fresh somewhere or set down new roots in a really healthy way, like maybe that's Sweden. I'm thinking about that every day. Maybe that's Sweden. And just in this therapy session I just had, she asked me, like if you close your eyes right now and you really, really picture like what do you need? What do you need right now? And all I come to is is peace. <laughs> like this chaos, this destruction, this toxicity, this mess, like this drama, this not being believed, like this illness, like all of this. I just need peace. Like I need peace and quiet. I need a need a peaceful place to heal and then she asked okay so if you envision that place like what do you see and I'm crying now because it's so tangible it's so tangible this feeling of of what I need like what I want like I can close my eyes and see it I want cold water like a dock in Sweden, like a little house in the forest on the water with a little dock where there's cold water for me to swim naked in and trees to hug and a forest for Leia. Like I'm just, like I see it. It's like I can touch it. Like a, a house by the sea in the woods <laughs> somewhere in Sweden. I would, oh, if I could teleport myself to that right now, 
I would leave all of this behind and just go, you know, and I'm seeing this like, okay, I'll take a, a month without a phone, without a computer, without anyone, you know, I don't even have to tell anyone I'm going <laughs> and just spend a month in this peace and quiet and just heal, you know, just to be with nature. So if anyone listening right now has a little house by the water <laughs> in the woods that you would like to rent me, <laughs> email me at rachel at yogagirl.com. <laughs> I love it when my like longing to the universe becomes an actual ask <laughs> into the world. It's like, oh, that's a little, that's a little scary. What does that mean? But yeah. If I can see a way through, it would be honestly like now I have to pack up the house. I have to get all that protective wear so I can be there to pack things up and save, try to save what we can save, let go of what we have to let go of. And then I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but I'm getting a mask and getting on a plane. <laughs> like That is my plan. That is my plan. So I know I started this episode saying I was going to share some resources, but aside from cleaning mold, I haven't really. I'll know a little bit more about health starting tomorrow. Finally, this protocol, like an intense detox protocol, Dennis, Leia, and I are starting it, all of us. So I'll, I think I'll know a little bit more about, yeah, how to detox. And what I already know is that you need to support your liver completely. So, you know, if you feel or think, or if you know you're living with mold, anything you can do to support your liver, you know, I, I obviously I'm, I'm off alcohol, off sugar, off gluten. I miss bread, <laughs> but I'm trying to do everything I can to support my body physically so I can get all of this out of my system and hopefully start to feel better at some point. But I'll keep you posted on all of that. You know, the big, honestly, the big takeaway from this past week for me has been this gut feeling, you know. And so many of you have written me saying, I have a feeling, I have a feeling. I have, we had this leak one time and and I've, I've asked people around and I asked this. And, you know, I, I think also like as women, I think we are a little more inclined to take our health issues more seriously, you know. And mold illness, it affects women at a much higher rate than men as well. So if you have a feeling that something's not right, like go till the ends of the earth and figure that out. And you can do this test. The test I did is called an ERMI test. You can do that and swab at home. You can also do an air test, uh, which is a different thing. But if you really want to know, you know, is to get a, a mold inspector out there. The best in the biz, I know. And I, I'm kind of thinking I should do a podcast with a mold expert because this is taking over my life. There's a lot of great, great, great companies out there as well. So if you have the funds, you can do it properly, do it. If you don't and you know you have an issue, you can take that matter into your own hands and do the best you can. Because honestly, even minimizing exposure, like maybe you know, oh my God, I can't get rid of this whole entire problem meticulously. Well, you can do the majority of it and that's going to make a difference. Honestly, if you have visible mold, you can get rid of that. You can fix those leaks, like make sure it can't regrow. There's things you can do right now if you have this. But the biggest thing is like, especially when it comes to our health and our family's health is if you have a feeling something isn't right, then trust in that. Trust in that and don't wait too long. You know, it's kind of like my inner, my, my, my system has been telling me something isn't right and I've been ignoring it for years. And I did a bit of research, I tried, and then like, no, okay, that's not it. And I, and I left it. And then it's like every year it got worse and worse and worse. And now here we are. 
How strange is it that 2021 is more fucked up than 2020 for me? I know for most people it's not, but for me it's like, whoa, this this year, you guys. I want to thank you. I feel like I have to end every podcast these weeks. Just thank you for listening to my ramblings, for holding space for me to cry. I mean, for for really just being here with me on this journey. I I feel less alone knowing that you're listening to the show every week. I really do. So thank you. I love you. Take care of your health. Take care of your house. Take care of your family. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And thanks, of course, to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoy the show, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart, available for free at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.